0: Okay we're back. We're back it's been a
1: while. I feel like we say that every time.
0: (laughs) I know we should be used to that by now and if you're listening you probably are used to that by now but yeah it's been a while and for several reasons um, which we'll probably get a little bit into in today's episode but I guess to give a little bit of an intro we are going to talk about Finally, the speak yourself, love yourself tour. It's been a long time coming um, and honestly, it's probably like, do you know this expression, Molly of like you know here's the tea, yeah like, half- piping yes. hot tea well, this is ice <laughs> iced tea <laughs> it is ice cold tea <laughs> it's frozen, it's not no one's drinking this tea, however. Um, (laughs) I feel like to move on with my BTS life I have to like have this somewhere in history that I can look back on it you know and everything so Molly and I were talking about that you know off the podcast about like okay is this something we should do but for me personally I haven't been able to move forward with my life and process anything else so I'm like I have to do this in order to like consume everything that's coming out but more about that later before we get into talking about speak yourself love yourself we have to talk about something that just happened today this morning and that is the release of the lights music video and song i
1: have been waiting for this for so long i love their japanese songs face yourself is one of my favorite albums Don't Leave Me and Let Go are like two of my favorite BTS songs. But I've been anticipating this song for a very long time. I love their Japanese originals, and it definitely did not disappoint.
0: Yeah, I'm not as familiar with their Japanese songs. um, But I was looking forward to this, especially once they like dropped the clues or hints or whatever you want to call that they were going to be having a song that had to do with lights and I was like it was around the time we were at the concert I think and so I was like oh it has to be like inspired by this or whatever but I was like I'm really excited to see what this is going to be and so um just to walk through like the process of like this video um I woke up this morning and I had messages being like Have You Seen Lights? The Lights music video is out and everything. And I knew it was coming out this morning. And so I was like, okay, I have to, like, obviously watch this. Um, And I watched it the first time through without any, like, subtitles or anything. Because I like to just, like, take it in, like, visually and sonically. Um, But this is definitely, you know, there's some songs you can probably skip the lyrics to. You don't really need to know what they're saying if you don't want to. But this is definitely a song where the lyrics... Oh, gosh, they, like, make the song that much more special. And so when I watched it with the English subtitles, I was crying. And I'm like, here I am, crying in the morning. I'm like... <laughs> so I was, I was
1: up. I was talking to one of my friends. And she's like, oh, the music video in less than an hour. I was like, oh, yeah and I was doing some things and then an- another friend was like I can't wait I can't wait I can't wait and I looked at the clock and it was 9 59 and it came out at 12 p.m korea standard time which is 10 a.m my time and I was like oh yep so I went straight to um twitter and like right at 10 o'clock the link was there to youtube and I went to it and clicked on it and I think I was watching something else the other day. So I already had the subtitles turned on. And so it it started. And um the first like what 45 seconds maybe is just video. So I wasn't even like paying attention. There weren't any subtitles up because there was no there were no words yet. And then it started Junk Hook comes in with the beginning of it. He starts singing, and then the subtitles are already there. And I was like, oh crap, they're on. Oh, I'll just leave them on. And so the very first time I watched it, I had the subtitles on and I was sobbing the entire way through. And then when I rewatched it again, I wanted to focus a little bit more on different, different members, but I still was like reading the subtitles a little bit and I cried again. So every time I've watched this video, I have cried. And, um, I had a friend that was she was at work and she couldn't watch the music video yet and she listened to the song she's like oh this song is amazing it's so great I really like it I was like uh wait till you watch the music videos and with the subtitles and maybe an hour an hour later she was like oh my gosh like what just happened Erica was is is right the song you definitely need to know what the song is saying I don't know I'm just going through some things right now and so it really spoke to me and honestly a lot of people I'm talk I was talking to about it after it happened said similar things that um and what I love about BTS's songs is that they might have like this one main message but everyone gets something a little differently um out of them and I just think that's like fantastic and that's just a testament to their writing and their producing and and how they put together Everything that they do, they have so much attention to detail, and I'm still amazed. Like, we always talk about it. How can they put out something even better than the last thing that they did, and they top it every single time?
0: Well, I think that, you know, in life, they say everything is timing, and I think that their timing is impeccable, and I can totally speak to, like, what you're saying. Um, and actually makes this song perfect for going into this, like, episode, too, because, you listeners may not be aware, but um, I actually have been like taking a step back from like BTS, ARMY, everything um, for the past couple of weeks just because I was getting very like overwhelmed. And I'm sure some of you guys can like kind of attest to that. I know I bring up NSYNC all the time, but even in NSYNC's heydays, like it was not like this much new content all the time. And for me, what was happening is that we, you know, I'm getting really emotional again, (laughs) but we were just at the concert not that long ago. It still hasn't even been two months since like the end of the last concert we went to. And for me, those are memories I had in person with BTS and yet, Every day, there's something new. And for the rest of the fandom, especially people who weren't at the concert, it's like, okay, something new. This is great. But for me, I'm, like, over here, like, trying to, like, hold on to these memories that I made because those ones are actually mine. They're not through the lens of someone else's camera. They're not through the, you know, screen or anything. Those are ones that I had in person in the same place the same time as them. And I was realizing, and it took me a while to get there, that I – what I was, this is good, This is a great visual, but I was having emotional constipation <laughs> and I wasn't, <laughs> I know that's so gross, but I wasn't able to like, really like release any of these feelings, which meant that I wasn't taking anything in. And I remember when the musters were happening, the performances, I went to go like, look at stuff. And besides maybe one performance, like the dang with the vocal line, I couldn't take any of it in. Like I was like watching it, but I was like, I couldn't. And I think it was because my mind was like, you can't replace the memories that you had at this concert with this new stuff, but that's, what's going to happen. These are going to be the images that are the most recent and fresh in your mind of them performing live. And I hadn't had a way of like really capturing how I felt about what we did. And so I realized I just was like kind of clinging to that and holding on to it. So that was my like, kind of want for this episode but when this came out this morning too we were already planning on recording today but when this came out this morning it was like it was also reminding me why I'm an army because like you can get really caught up in like just information overload or everyone's talking or all this stuff is happening. And then this to me was like back to like the heart of what it is that BTS does. And as I was reading the lyrics, I was like, how do they do this? How did they like know like what I need to hear when I need to hear it? And it's just like so crazy how like they get this like relationship with us. And as I'm reading the lyrics and they're saying how they feel, it's also like how I feel. It really is a song for ARMY, but it also is a song like it's to ARMY about ARMY. I feel like ARMY feels like the same way with them. And there was one particular lyric that really stuck out to me. And it said, we're connected by sound and, you know, everybody always says even before BTS, that music is universal. And um, here's a little tangent, but my, my, boyfriend is really into bts as well he loves them and so we can share that as well and he like kind of tells anyone he can about it and some of the people at his job are like kind of can they're like what i don't know i'm not into that and whatever and i think it's because they're like i can't get into something that is in korean like it's not in english so i'm not into that and he's like it's not just about that you know what I mean it's not about that it's about more than that and so I don't know I just feel like the people who love BTS we understand that like it's about more than like oh my culture my language we're connected by sounds and senses and this feeling and there's this meme online too that's about RM in Paris where like they're actually shouting because I, yeah, I speak French they're say, saying president you know Kim Nam Namjoon or whatever and But they say, like, president, you know, so it doesn't sound like that to him in English, you know. And so he's like, I don't know what you're saying, but I feel you. (laughs) And the meme is going around on Twitter because, like, that's how you feel as an ARMY. Sometimes you don't know what BTS is saying, but you feel it. And then when you actually can see the lyrics and it written in something you understand, you're like, okay, I'm right. I'm right about this. We're on the same page. So I just love them. That's actually what
1: happened when um, Persona came out and or Map of the Soul came out and with Make It Right. Um, so I, I listened to the first few tracks and I love Microcosmos so much now just because of like the experiences with it. Um, but a lot of people were like, oh, like Microcosmos hit me really hard, but Make It Right hit me really hard. And I hadn't I listened to the whole album sonically first. And I just started sobbing and make it right. And then when I went back and read the lyrics, I was like, yep, like now I understand. So that's exactly what happened to me with make it right. I'm going through some frustrations right now with um, everything with Korea, just like having no information. And um, so I've kind of I haven't forgotten at all about the concerts. I was actually going through um, some of my videos the other night and rewatching them. And (laughs) I watched one of the videos i have the whole performance of Hobie doing just dance and which is like a upbeat like happy song and he's having fun and i was like i was crying because i just remember like i remember being there um but i you know i have things going on and i'm pursuing this big thing right now so like all my time and energy have been going to that um but i and erica can attest to this sometimes like For the most part, with a lot of my friends, I'm very optimistic and I'm usually like one of the positive forces and try to look at the bright side of everything. But when something doesn't go my way or like things are going really well for other people and I'm over here struggling and going through the same thing and I feel like I've done everything in my power to get to wherever I want to go and it's not happening for me, I get really frustrated. And I can get really down on myself. And then that's when I start like doubting myself like maybe I'm not good enough for this, or maybe this, this, or this. And so I've kind of been having a lot of those feelings lately. And so this song kind of spoke to me in a whole nother way and just reminding me how I need to start and to keep being the light for other people and how BTS is the light for me. And that when I'm down or upset, I can go watch be live, or I can just listen to their music, and I just kind of lose myself in it and forget about all my troubles for a while. One of one of my favorite, well, I, I have a lot of the lyrics that I wrote down, um, but the chorus, "When I close my eyes in the darkness, your light lights the way for me. We can walk forward without fear, you and I," and that just made me cry for one thing just knowing that bts and my friends that i've made are that light for me in that darkness and that i need to in turn be that light for them when they're going through things and the bts even though they go through way more than i do on a daily basis in their lives and there's still this like bright shining force for millions and millions of people And if they can do it, so can I. And I know, like, Erica talked before about it with, like, learning Korean. If Jungkook, with (laughs) their schedules and with all the stuff that they go through, if he can learn English, we can certainly sit down and spend some time and learn Korean. um, When I don't have anything else really to do, I can put that time and effort. And when they have all this stuff to do, they have all these things going on and things to worry about there's still like this positive force and that um another line that I really liked was the the pre-chorus on one of the parts says you're my light you're my light no matter how far apart we are your light shines on me and I just I love that for me now because I'm going to Korea and I'm leaving a lot of my friends here even though we don't live close to each other now I'm going to be know have a world away and just being able to talk to them is going to be a lot more difficult and to talk to my family um but knowing that bts is that far away from me right now and their light still shines this far and just reminding me that i need to be that and i want to be that for other people and i want to be that positive light and that positive force and it doesn't matter the distance. And like Erica said, we're connected by sound. We're connected by light. We're connected by all of these different things. doesn't matter if we've never met BTS. We still feel connected to them and to each other as a, as a big army family. And I just, I love this song. And I'm so glad it came out when it did. And it really, they really do have great timing. And I don't know how they do it. It's like every single thing they put out is just at the perfect time and it's not just for one or two people it's for millions of people like the timing is exactly right and that's just it's amazing to me
0: yeah they're they're living their purpose and I think that's what makes it worth it for them as they even say in the song like sometimes it just gets to be too much or they don't want to do it but then they realize like they are saving lives. They're helping people. And you know we've talked about this before that the type of work that they do means sacrifice. It means sacrificing normal friendships and even you know familial friend you know relationships and potentially romantic relationships. It means maybe delaying you know certain things in their life that would be maybe normal for people at their age now. But I think they also are trying to tell us that for them, it's worth it. And it's a calling for them. And they want us to know how special we are to them because like, that's what gets them through is like us. And, you know, like I said, the feeling for many of us, ARMY, is mutual. And so it's really great to have a song like this that you can just, you know, have for that reason. And it's very, very special. Also, the video is great.
1: It is the music video is great. Um, Yeah, it's something you just. I feel like it's something that you need to watch and experience. And um, you know, sitting here breaking it down like frame by frame, (laughs) I don't think it's gonna is gonna do it justice. Some like "Boy With Love." That's something we definitely did, and and worked. But with this, it's it's such an emotional song. And everyone, as I've said, has gotten something different out of it. So it's something that you need to see for yourself and, and experience.
0: No, I was going to say it's the same thing. Like I watched the first time I'm like, oh, that's cute. And I was like looking at visuals and I'm actually kind of glad I did that because now I don't really care about the video that much um, because like the lyrics just stand out so much. But what I would say is that like BTS has like a lot of side projects and side songs, you know, um, you know, lately BTS world, their video, their phone game, I guess you could say has been out and they have a soundtrack for that. And there's some really good music with that too. Um, but some people may only do like the mainstream stuff. And honestly, I was just looking at this on YouTube and it only has like, like 1.5 million views, which means that like, it's like the hardcore fans that are out and knowing about it, you know, because it's not on their main channel. It's um, through the Universal Japan group it's one of those things that like you might not know about it and if maybe you haven't heard about it because it's not like mainstream mainstream but it's definitely worth watching listening to and obviously reading the lyrics so we would definitely encourage you if you haven't already so you can have your own personal experience with it (laughs) yes please go watch it and
1: listen to it at least one time
0: please (laughs) So with that said, um, I think I'd like to transition into the Speak Yourself, Love Yourself Tour, the freezing ice cold tea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it matches um, night two of Chicago.
0: Yeah, rain, rain, cold, sleet, uh, whatever you want to call it. So it's been a while. It's not as fresh as it was when we just first like came out of the concert. So I thought I would do this as like almost like a little bit of like a survey interview or superlatives. You know how like in yearbooks in the United States, at least at the end of the year and like high school or whatever, they'd have like most likely to and funniest person and things like that. And then everybody would like vote on like people in your class and it's, you know, in the yearbook forever. I was figuring we can kind of like go over like some of the highlights and I have like a lot of notes here about what those are. Um, But I was going to like ask you the questions and then we can like answer and discuss like certain points of the concert that kind of really stand out to us. But obviously we're not going to like go through and walk through every single thing because we went to, I went to five, Molly went to six concerts. It's a lot. So it's like a really comprehensive experience. And again, it's been a while. So let's just talk about the best moments that we had so we can have them captured so I can stop being emotionally constipated and consume more (laughs) BTS content
1: (laughs) so you can move on and finally play BTS world because it's amazing
0: yeah I haven't done I there's so little that I've done I've done the bare BTS well what I feel like is the bare BTS minimum, (laughs) and apparently not though because like I'm like this video only has 1.5 million I'm like so I feel like I'm feeling so behind and yet, I guess I'm still in like this elite crowd, but I have friends who are on it, you know, so I feel behind with them. I'm like, oh, I'm just like the girl who's like just a casual fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> five concerts. Who uh, <laughs> just happens to have a BTS podcast. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I must, I'm just really casual, guys. Just came in a cash. Anyway, so um, Molly doesn't even know what I prepared. So this is going to be just like the Bantang Attic. <laughs> When it's a surprise. Which actually turned out really well. So maybe we should just continue to do things like this.
1: Just don't tell me. Just call me and be like, Hey, we're gonna record right now. Here we go. <laughs>
0: surprise. Okay. Um, I was thinking we could start off with this. A couple of just like more open-ended discussions before I get into the more like narrow things. And the first thing I want to discuss is this concert, I think, an experience represented a lot of firsts for us. And so I wanted us to both kind of discuss a couple of those things. What was the first time for us doing? Like, what were we doing?
1: Okay, yeah. So um, I had been to California before, but it was my first time in LA. I had always wanted to hike at Runyon Canyon Park. Um, that's where, if you don't know what that is, um, it's a big, huge hiking trail that a lot of celebrities hike. It's in a really nice area of Hollywood. Um it's kind of in the Hollywood Hills a little bit. I mean I'd always wanted to do that. And I got to do that. Um, that was really fun. Um, I got to go to Venice Beach Boardwalk and that's like a big strip in Venice Beach, California, where people sell all sorts of stuff. Like everybody does their own art, and they do like woodwork and all this stuff. And they literally like, they come out in the morning and they set up their own little like tables and stuff and sell their stuff. And then they take it down at the end of the day and that's their job. And like, it's so cool. So we met this one girl. I don't remember what her name is. She had this like cool wood art that she like cut out herself and then she painted it all. And she was this like super tan blonde, like stereotypical, like California beach girl but she just sits out there and like sells her art and she was really good. And then it was just, it was really cool experience because you see that in like movies and stuff where there's all these people like entertainers and selling stuff. And it's something that I'd always wanted to do. Um, But the biggest thing I think was it was my first time to New York city. And that was actually on my bucket list. I've, been to New York State before, but I had never been to New York City. Um, I got to go to Times Square and Central Park and ride the subway. I'd never been on a subway before, so I had a lot of firsts definitely in New York City, and I got to mark something off my bucket list, which was a, a really fun thing. What about you?
0: Yeah, I had actually been to all of the cities beforehand. I mean maybe not actual pasadena but i'd been to la um and everything but i'd say one big first was actually doing the pacific coast highway i've been on parts of it before that's for sure but i've never done like from one end to another and I've been wanting to do that for years so my boyfriend and I actually got to drive that when we were coming back up from the concerts so that was like a lot of fun although we realized like all of the great views are really in northern california so I felt a little bit like oh I could have just done this like <laughs> normally anyway like I didn't have to go down there to see it but that's good for me to know so and if you're doing it like really just do like the northern part that's like the part that's the most beautiful Other firsts, I mean, I think those are the main things. Like, I've done the things of, like, staying in hotels, meeting up with friends and stuff like that, but it still was just, like, a fun time, and it was done in, like, a different way. So, yeah, like, I I think this was, like, the most, like, luxurious. We kind of went all out for this trip (laughs) and so we stayed at some pretty nice hotels and stuff like that so that was really fun because that's not something we've ever really done in the past staying at like that caliber of hotel and really having a time like that so we felt like adults you know on this like adventure and everything like that so that was like a lot of fun um yeah that reminds me um mine was the complete opposite
1: (laughs) and this was my first time staying in a hostel um, I had never stayed in a hostel before, and we stayed in a hostel in Hollywood, and it was a dorm-style hostel, so we were with, there were three of us that stayed there, and we had three other random people <laughs> in our room, so that was a first for me. It was really interesting, but it was really fun, and it just allowed me, especially in, in California, it allowed me to spend more Um, On merch and on food and like the experience of being in LA, of being able to stay in a cheaper
0: hotel. So, oh yeah, I've I've done some hostels in Europe and stuff, and that's definitely different type of traveling, but it can be really fun. Um, I wouldn't recommend it as like a couple, but like if you're not in a couple, I think it's like so much fun. And another first, and this is more related to like the concerts, but like. Doing soundtrack, I don't think I've ever done like anything like quote unquote VIP for a concert. Like I've never like upgraded to get like the VIP package or anything like that. So that was like my first extra at like a concert, I think. Yeah, I that was the first for me too
1: was soundcheck, but it was also first for me being on the floor at like a ma- major concert. Um, I've been to a lot of smaller. Venue concerts where like everything's on just basically like a pit, and I used to go to Warp Tour a lot, and I've been like close in the front, but to be at like a really big artist concert, um, I'd never been on the floor before, so that was a first for me as far as concerts go to being on the floor, and then definitely I've never done any for anything, I've never done any kind of like
0: VIP for anything, so. And of course, it was my first time attending a concert in the rain. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it was my first time feeling like I was
1: gonna die of hypothermia at a concert. So
0: yay, memories <laughs> to keep forever, right? Okay, so <laughs> moving on, the next like sort of open discussion I wanna have, and there's like, there's only two more of these and then we're gonna get to like really specific things. I wanted to talk a little bit about meeting listeners and like meeting our giveaway winners, because that was like a really special part of our experience.
1: I was so excited <laughs> and it it didn't work out quite as well, I think, as we, <laughs> we were planning uh, just like logistics of it. And once you got into the stadiums and like seeing actually how big they are, which is funny because I've been to a lot of... um professional sports stadiums I've been to a lot of baseball games and football games and stuff like that but I've never been like when we were in the stands it was a little different but once we like got down on the floor I've never been like on the field in any of those and so like when you get there and you realize how big it is and then you're like oh we're in this section and then the person you're meeting is on the complete opposite side of the stadium Like, it could take you an hour to, like, to find that person (laughs) if you're already in the stadium. And so just, like, the logistics of everything, I don't think it got better. Like, it it probably, I think it got worse, actually, as the concerts went on. And I was thinking we could, like, perfect it after at least the first two. But that definitely did not work. Um, But we did get to meet a handful of listeners, and that was a lot of fun just because it made it seem a little more real even though I do talk to a lot of our listeners through social media um, and like messaging and stuff. And I actually video chat with, um, with a couple of people too. It's different like meeting them in person and especially the ones that I don't talk to all the time. Um, So just like to, to see people and talk to them that actually listen to the podcast it made it, made it a little bit more real for me. Um, And then we also did get to meet a couple of those friends that we do chat with all the time uh that we already felt like were our best friends and we finally got to meet some of those people in person and that was probably my i would say that's probably my favorite part of the entire experience like the concerts were amazing and hopefully i'll get to attend another bts concert in the future at some point i'll never have that experience again of like meeting these people for the first time and um, I know a couple of them have become like some of my closest friends and they already were before we got to meet. And then we were able to meet in person and finally hug those people. And I think that was like the most special, special part for me. And the things that really stuck out to me when Eric and I were talking about doing this episode, it's like, you know, like my mind is already past the actual concerts. Um, and I do have like my videos and I keep going back occasionally and watching my videos and looking at my pictures. But like what I really remember and what I'm always going to remember are those memories with those people and meeting those people. And I'm really glad we ended up doing the giveaway. I know we both kind of Erica more so than me stressed about, um, about that and what we were going to end up doing with those tickets. And, you know, that allowed us to meet one of our really good friends and, Uh, well, two of our really good friends, and, um, you know, we got to, I think, maybe make a new ARMY. I don't know if she's a new ARMY yet or not, but she definitely, um, it was her first BTS concert experience, and and one of the other listeners that got to come to, she had a great time, and she went through a lot to get there, and it was just a really special thing that I don't know if we're ever going to be able to do again or experience
0: again, so I will always remember that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, you know, everything that Molly say, I said, I ditto. Um, In terms of meeting up with people, I don't know, based on other concerts, I thought it was going to be a little bit more flexible to see people, but like, you know, an arena is different than a stadium, and there's so much going on at a BTS concert. There's the stuff that's happening outside of the stadium, like hours before anything starts. There's like these crazy merch lines. There's a lot going on. And then once they open up the stadium, there's different things. And if you're on the floor, you can't get to the floor unless you have wristbands. And if you're in other sections, you can't get to those sections unless you're over there. And like, it's just like a logistical mess. And then even just with traffic and stuff and trying to get to the stadium, like the timing, like, you know, even getting there around 4.30, you would think, oh, the concert starts at like 7.30 or whatever. Like, it should be fine to be able to meet up with people. But it's kind of crazy. That being said, I am so glad we got to see those of you that we did. And I'm so sorry for the ones that we try to meet up or try to contact and we, you know, or you try to contact us and we just really weren't able to make it happen. Um, And, you know, if we do ever go on some sort of concert thing that's something we have to like think about differently um but I totally agree um I really I think that the Chicago show stands out to me for that reason just because it was with the giveaway winners specifically and just to like you know in order to get the tickets you had to like submit you know a store you know your reason why and your stories and everything like that so that made it like really special to like see people in person and um yeah, I don't know. It was just really fun to, like, just get to connect with everybody. And, yeah, I don't know that there's, like, anything, like, super specific, but that was really fun, and it makes me smile. And I do think that a lot of friendships are made. And to report that the person that you're talking about is a huge army now and buys a ton of merchandise. And she was one of the people contacting me about lights <laughs> this morning as well.
1: Yes, and that makes me happy. 'Cause I know you keep telling me you're not sure. You're like I think she is, but I don't think she wants to be. But then she has all these questions and then she tells me about all these things that I didn't even know about. And
0: Oh, you know, I knew that makes me happy. <laughs> I knew she was in. She's like, I don't know. And I think at the concert she was like kind of overwhelmed because again, when you go to a BTS concert, you're not going with like casual fans like me right no <laughs> you're you're going with like super intense fans so i think that i can't even imagine you know just liking bts for like maybe like a week or so and then being there and experiencing that, you know? Yeah, that's, like, kind of a crazy experience to, like, and very overwhelming. Also, like, the giveaway was so interesting because, like, you also had to do it based off of, like, city because only certain people could go to certain cities. So, like, unfortunately, for some cities, we got, like, a ton of people who wanted to go, but unfortunately, you know, we could only pick a few. And then other cities weren't as, like, many people, like, able to go, you know, and so um that also determined like how we chose people so if you weren't chosen i'm really really sorry um but it was very rewarding for us to be able to do that and i'm glad that you know we are able to help give people their first bts concert experiences especially when they wouldn't have been able to otherwise yes okay
1: and hopefully we can do that again in the future and maybe one day we'll be offering a trip to meet bts how about that
0: I know. Uh, yeah. Big hit. Get in touch with us. Okay. Anyway, so (laughs) the next thing, um, actually we'll maybe save this question for like the very end. So I'm going to go into the specific questions before I do that. I want to let you listeners know, Hey, how are you? Um, I want to let you know, um, feel free to talk to us about these things too. As we're going through this, if you have a reaction or you have something you wanna say, tweet to us or email us or talk to us on Instagram. Like We really want this to be a conversation with you guys as well and for you to participate too. Obviously we're very open to making friends with people online and listeners online. So I just wanted to drop that in at the beginning rather than just at the end because I want you to be listening maybe with that in mind. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go into this. So in general, what was your favorite city experience? Which city did you have the best time in?
1: Hands down, New York. So it's like not even close. No, not even close. <laughs> LA was a lot of fun, but it was really stressful because we rented a car and I had to drive. So it was it, there was a lot more stress on me. Um, about having to get us places and when we were going to leave and then driving, um, I ended up having to get a minivan and this thing was giant. We have a lot of listeners in California and you guys have the smallest roads in the entire world, even on the interstate, like the, the lanes are really tight. And so I have this massive minivan And I'm in my lane and I'm like sticking over the sides and people are honking at me like thinking I'm merging into their lanes when I'm not. And I'm like driving in the middle of my lane and, and I'm a good driver. And I was so stressed out in LA with driving. Um, and that was the first, so everything was like the first concert. So everything was just overloaded. And I don't think we got more than like three or four hours of sleep any of the nights we were there um so i was tired the whole time um and then chicago was was a lot of fun i think i maybe had the best like concert experiences in chicago um because we had soundcheck and then the first night of chicago where erica wasn't able to go we had really good floor seats and um I didn't get any good videos. They were all really crappy, but we had really good seats and and good views. Um, But New York was just a lot of firsts and a lot of fun. And I was there the longest and got to do so many things that I've never done before and always wanted to do. Um, I got to see the Statue of Liberty. That was another first too. Um, So just like the whole trip of New York was just such a great, experience and got to go to the line friend store and there was a lot of just like BTS stuff. and we went to the pop-up store so there was a lot more stuff i guess that we got to do there um and the concerts were great too that night or both nights and it was the last i don't know yeah and it was the last stop of the u.s tour so um the concerts were really were really good too i mean they were all really good but yeah, hands down, New York was my my favorite
0: city. Interesting. For me, this is hard because like I like I said, I've been to all three cities. So my main goal was like just the concerts. That was like my main focus. Um, so I'd say it'd be probably a tie between both cities that weren't New York, <laughs> which is really funny. But um I'd say Pasadena LA because of like being able to do the road trip there that was really fun my boyfriend and I really enjoy road trips and obviously doing the Pacific Coast Highway was just like really fun and like living that California life you know we have just recently moved here and so it was like really nice um and then uh Chicago because I was able to meet up with um A childhood friend of mine, a really close friend that I hadn't seen for years. And just to like reconnect and spend a lot of time with her was like really fun. So I, and that really kind of rekindled our friendship for like this era of our lives. So that's going to always be memorable to me. And like, I really love Chicago for that reason. And New York was great too, but I don't have anything like, you know, outside of the concerts that really kind of is like, oh yeah, New York was so great for this. Um, so, this is a little bit about, like, our experience, but what did you feel like was the easiest city to navigate?
1: Probably Chicago because we, which is funny because we stayed a lot farther out in Chicago um, and we didn't rent a car, so we Ubered everywhere. We spent way too much money on Ubers, but it was a lot easier because all we are, our hotel was pretty much a straight shot. We were near the airport, um, straight shot on the interstate to soldier field and everything in downtown Chicago, like where soldier field was, was pretty easy to get to. And it's, I don't know, like the, the streets weren't confusing. And then, um, the next day, um, or the day we say an extra, I don't know the day we were leaving, um, my friend and I went kind of exploring downtown Chicago and we just walked around and um, we quote unquote got lost, I guess. At one point we were trying to get to Navy Pier and we kind of went the wrong way, but then it was real easy to like find our way and to get there. Um, New York is just so confusing because of the the subways and it's just so big. Um, we definitely got on and off the, the wrong train multiple times. And then LA was easy to navigate. Um, And once we got, we stayed in LA and the concerts were in Pasadena. So we didn't spend a ton of time in Pasadena Um, and Pasadena seemed a little bit easier to navigate, but Hollywood, uh, well, we lost our car one time when we went hiking, Um, we ended up walking really far back almost to our hostel And then when we went back to find our car, we couldn't find it. All the streets looked the same. Um, We were were going in the right direction and we found the park again. But then we couldn't find the street, the side street we had to park on. And L.A. is just so busy where we were. It was just like, I don't know. It was really hard. Um, So Chicago was just the easiest to get around in because we didn't have to drive. We had Ubers everywhere we went and we didn't, I don't know, we didn't walk around as much there we walked like over 10 miles a day in new york
0: <laughs> this kind of actually extends to and i didn't answer it yet but it's going to kind of link to the next question which was place with the worst traffic which um i'm kind of talking about stadium traffic more than anything but i will say so my answer kind of goes for both. I'd say definitely Chicago is the easiest city to navigate. And in terms of like the worst traffic, like Chicago had the best solutions, I think, to like getting out of the stadium at night. Um, they had actually these pedicab drivers, which are like, um, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like a bike cab. So it's like a rickshaw sort of thing, sort of like where you have a bike and like a carriage and they like bike you. And so... I was, like, really worried about, like, how am I going to get out? We took an Uber to the stadium, which was fine. But, like, we were asking about it. And they're, like, oh, the Uber pickup is, like, really far. And there were, like, a ton of people. And I'm, like, how are we going to get home? And then this guy's like, ding, ding, you know, and he, like, rides up. And it costs a bunch of money, but um, I was just, like, whatever. And so we got on it and we uh, rode out into – not the sunset because the sun was already down. But – Then we were able to go to a different, less congested area and pick up a taxi there and then go to the back to the hotel from there. So like that, I think, was the best situation in Chicago was easiest. And in terms of worst traffic, for sure was first night and frickin or was it second night? It was both nights in Pasadena, both
1: nights in Pasadena
0: were horrible yeah, that was like the worst trap I've ever been in
1: hearing it, I feel like.
0: It is like I was like, they have games here. So why is this like so horrible? Everything, a hundred thousand people pretty much, are reduced to two lanes of traffic and like in one direction, and we're like, This is insane. And we would just like honestly, the second night, so we Molly and I didn't like we weren't together the second night and Honestly, I took my time, like, leaving the stadium. I took, like, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Cars were not moving. They were, like, on grass. There was a guy grilling hot dogs. That was, like, one of the best hot dogs I've ever had in my life, by the way. He was just, like, in the parking lot grilling. <laughs> and he had all of, like, the condiments. He had onions. He had, he had it all together. So, like, that was really good. And I needed it because I was super hungry and it was forever. But we honestly, like, sat in the car for, like, I think we didn't even, like, start to move until, like, after midnight or something, maybe. It was, like, really crazy.
1: I think Erica couldn't move on because she really wanted to talk about this hot dog. She's been talking about this <laughs> hot dog
0: for two months. <laughs> <laughs> That's really why I had that question, to be honest. <laughs> You're right.
1: Sadly, we missed out on the hot dogs. Um, so The first night, it took us probably, what, like, two and a half, three hours to get out of the parking lot. and. We were starving, and by the time we got somewhere to eat, it was, like, 1 a.m. We're in California, so I would have thought places stay open a little bit later, but no, like, we went to an IHOP, and they were understaffed, and they were the only place open, and then we were there for, like, 20 minutes, and no one ever even, like, came to talk to us, and there were, like, 20 people waiting, so we went to a Buffalo Wild Wings instead, and it was, like, 2 30 in the morning before we got erica back to her hotel and then we had a 30 minute drive back to la from pasadena and it was just it was a mess we didn't get home till like almost 4 a.m and um then in our hostel like there was very limited parking it was like it was really weird how it was set up but the parking lot was full so we had to find a street parking i was like walking down the street in the middle of hollywood at like 4 a.m and um, in my, in my soap pants, I had Hobie and Yoongi's face all over my pants. And it was just, it was ridiculous. The the traffic in LA was crazy. With Soldier Field, like you couldn't, I don't even remember where parking was. Like you can't really park up close to the stadium, but it's just like a wider area to get out. And at MetLife, um, most people took public transportation, that was by far the easiest to get out of Erica and her boyfriend had rented a car. And so we were able to all leave together in in New York. Um, but most people took, took the, the train and there's a train that was really cool. I've never seen that before. Um, there's literally a train station right outside of MetLife and people can just take the train. And, um, I remember kind of looking out at one point we were up, I was meeting someone, I think, and we were up top looking and, and trying to find them. Um, and I looked out and the parking lot was like almost empty and it was like five 36 o'clock, um, at MetLife. And it was just really weird because the other stadiums were so full and like there were cars everywhere and this one, everyone took public transportation. So, um, that was, that was really interesting to see the different venues and how they handled all the
0: traffic and, um, and all of that. Awesome. Okay, so two more questions. One's like kind of a fake-out question, um, but what do you think was the best stadium we went to out of the three? Which one do you, just in general? I don't know, honestly. What was your answer? Um. Also, just so you know, I haven't even answered these questions myself yet. <laughs> I just came up with them. I don't know. Um. I'd say that I think in terms of like, if you're going to get a good seat, I felt like, from what I could tell, everywhere in the Rose Bowl was pretty good. Like, I felt like you had, like, good spaciousness in, like, the stands, and that, like, everybody, like, you didn't feel far, even when you were sort of far. And I felt like, I don't know, because I wasn't in, like, the upper levels of the New York ones, but those seemed to go really high to the sky, um whereas you weren't really that high at Rose Bowl and then in terms of Soldier Field I mean I can't really speak to that we were on the floor for that so I really don't know but um I feel like Soldier Field was more organized as a stadium than like Rose Bowl for sure and I felt like MetLife was pretty organized too so I yeah Rose Bowl, I think for seats,
1: I think I will agree for that. It's just how that stadium is set up and like the tiers and how it like, it's like a gradient. It doesn't go like straight up. I feel like MetLife, it basically went straight up and it was really high. And Rose Bowl is more, I don't know, at like an angle. And so just at all the seats, you were able to see over the people in front of you um, really well. And then, yeah, like you said, because our seats, their first night, we pretty high up in the stands, but I still didn't feel like I was that far away. Yeah, Soldier Field, same. I, I don't really, didn't really go in the stands. Um, I think Soldier Field might have been good because it was uh, it was closer. Like, it felt a lot tighter. It was the smallest of the three venues, so it held less people. So I felt like when we were on the floor and looking around, like, it felt more intimate. So I think maybe in the stands that would have been good too. Um, I don't think I would have wanted to be at the top of of MetLife, not for not for this concert. I think for a football game or whatever it would have been fine, but not for a BTS concert.
0: Yeah, you were up in the sky, and there were a lot of planes throughout the whole concert. Right then, so I feel like if you were up there in the top of the stands, like you were getting like <laughs> blowback from airplanes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there were there were a lot of airplanes and helicopters. Yeah, you could probably hear them, and they could they could probably see the people at the top of their army bombs. I actually did think of that at one time. I was like, man, what would that look like from the plane looking down and seeing seeing all the army bombs like going off at the same time?
0: It had to be really cool. Like I thought about that too a few times. There were some planes that would like miss a moment. They'd be during like the little like VCRs or whatever. I'm like, oh, you're missing it. And there'd be other ones like fireworks or during like idle or something and I'm like, oh, they're getting a show. Like that's the time to fly over. So the last question in this one, which is like an easy answer, is uh which stadium had the worst weather? <laughs> I think we know. Um LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we all know, it's famous by now. Uh Chicago had horrible weather um which led to an interesting experience by the way but it was not good weather at all for a concert no <laughs> but that kind of transitions us so right now we've been talking kind of like in general now is the nitty-gritty now is the section where we actually start talking about like the stuff in the concert and like just in general our experiences our favorite things what really like stood out to us and everything like that so thanks for bearing with us for all this other stuff getting like a little pre-discussion a little pre-gaming I guess and now we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty yeah just so you guys know, um this is all you guys that love Erica's voice
1: are gonna love this part because I honestly don't remember many details so this is where Erica is going to be letting herself get all of her emotions out. And so I probably will not have much to contribute to this section.
0: <laughs> well, you don't even know here. You don't even know what the questions are. So let's just see where we go. Okay. So in your opinion, from being at all of the U.S. concerts, which crowd was the most hype crowd?
1: Um, night two of New York.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like every crowd was very excited, obviously, but I feel like that stood out to me. Like, I was like, they are something else. Everybody's, like, ready for this.
1: It was really hot that night, too. And so everyone, they were really sweaty. We were really sweaty. And it was the last night of the leg of the U.S. tour. So I think everyone was just really rowdy that night.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so at which concert did you have your favorite seatmates, seatmates or people around you that you didn't know? I'm not talking about, like, people we went with. Obviously, we sat by each other at some concerts, too, so I don't mean that. But in terms of, like, people you didn't know previously? I don't know. That's a good question. I'd say um, I thought L.A. Day 1, even though I wasn't making friends with them, but Hannah was making friends with like lifelong buddies with like the people next to us, so I thought that was like funny and then also day one New York, there was a guy who like loved v who like lost his mind over v yeah, especially so I really appreciated his reaction. I was like recording him behind me, <laughs> yes, I couldn't remember what night
1: that was, so yes, those people that were behind us, they were really nice his reactions to V were the, (laughs) were one of my favorite things. So yeah, I would say the, um, those two, yeah. And those people that, um, that we met, they were next to you. That was a really cool story. They came, their daughters had bought extra tickets and their daughters, or no, they ended up getting floor seats last minute. So they gave their parents their seats in the stands The daughters were on the floor. So it was was these parents and they were so supportive of their daughters um, and they were there and they loved the entire show and they were like bopping along and they're like, oh, yeah, all we listen to in our house is BTS. And um, so they already knew like the songs and stuff. And it was really that was really
0: cool. Okay, so the next question, this is more for me, I think, but um, (laughs) favorite celebrities that you saw, not BTS.
1: Favorite celebrity?
0: Yeah, you're probably like, I didn't see any. This is just for me to drop my story <laughs> about seeing TV, which if you guys watch YouTube uh, or BTS uh, fans on YouTube, they have like a pretty big channel and they're Korean two Korean guys that cover like a lot of K-pop, but a lot of BTS. And as we were actually recording an episode, our the first night, I think it was maybe the first or second night. It was in LA and I was like, while we were recording, I was like, that's DKDK DK TV. And I was like, hey. And I said something they're like, uh hi. <laughs> and I felt like so excited. And like watching their videos now, I'm like, I sort of met them. And I was really excited. So I just, since this is a memories uh podcast, I wanted to keep that in there because it happened.
1: I mean, I kind of saw TXT when they were up in that box, but not really. <laughs> It counts. It counts. They were so far away. I couldn't see them. Um, I did not see any celebrities while I was in LA or on my freaking long hike that I took in really hot weather. So
0: sad base. Okay. So let's actually get to the concert. You know, we're only like an hour into this. Okay. So favorite stage effect. Like, did you like like the Panthers or whatever those were in Dionysus the best? Did you like the fireworks? Did you like the big army symbol at the end that I didn't see for like the first five concerts? I I really liked,
1: um, I liked all the streamers that they shot out because they, they would shoot out at like the perfect moments. Obviously they have them timed at the perfect moments, but going back and watching my videos, I caught a couple of them on, video and like during so what they shoot them out and it's just like at the perfect moment in the song and you're like so what and everybody's like dancing around and going crazy and then these like streamers shoot out and it's just like a really fun effect
0: yeah i i love the streamers and i think i have a couple that i like saved when we were like more in the floor area um and i loved like the bubbles that jim had during his song yes the bubbles. those were cute but i'd say It's probably a tie between two things for me. One was the fireworks. Like, they put on a fireworks show at the end of the concert to rival Disneyland. It was, like, insane. And it was always so beautiful. And it would be at the end of the night. So it's just like you're, like, sitting there and you're like, I can't believe this magical moment is about to end. But it was so amazing. And I'm so grateful. So I always had just, like, very, you know beautiful feelings during the fireworks and everything and they really put a lot of money into those fireworks like again it was a show okay I would also say I would always anticipate and was really excited about when they would shoot the water off at parts this water you guys was not like a light sprinkle or a mist this was like buckets of water raining down on people and we actually got lucky in the sense of like For the Chicago show, they didn't do it, right? Because it was already raining. And then in the New York show, we were far enough back that we didn't get hit at all. So we just got to watch it happen.
1: (laughs) It kind of made me sad because it was, um, they only did the water during just dance. We were in the stands in LA, so we didn't even touch it. But it was cool because you could see it happen when we were in the stands. Um, And then we were praying they weren't going to do it in Chicago because it was so cold, but it kind of lost some of the effect. Um, I wish they they would have been able to like replace that with like streamers or with confetti or something. Um, so there was just nothing during those parts. And so we had already seen it twice. So we knew where they were supposed to go off and there was nothing that happened. Um, and it just made me sad because it's, you know, during Hobie's solo song. Um, and then, yeah, in um, New York, both nights we like we were just far enough away that like it didn't hit us but night two of New York was so hot like I wish it would have honestly (laughs) yeah I've been close enough to get hit with it their entire stage production was just was amazing I just remember all those streamers and confetti and like when they do the confetti um and because I don't know I would just like look around and there's just this confetti everywhere just raining down on these huge stadiums and you just turn around and look and see it going everywhere. And it was just like, it was just a really cool thing to see. I don't know. It was fun.
0: No, it was really cool. And I do think that they also did the water effect during So What as well. So let's go into favorite outfits. Now, the first thing I want to ask is what was your favorite outfit that you wore to the concert?
1: Well, that's easy because I wore the same thing to every concert. Um, I had two pair of leggings um, and I did alternate shirts. But I think my whole favorite look was L.A. night two. I had on my forehead leggings, um, my Timberland boots, and uh, we all wore our matching mic drop shirts they were black and they said "mic drop all across them and they had like red and white writing. And then it said Mike, Mike bungee in the middle. Um, And then I had on, my hair was down. I had on a beanie um, with my little Mong pin on it and my sunglasses. And it was all kind of like, it all kind of matched because my pants had kind of red and orangey black vibes um, to match my shirt. And then, there were also some like tan vibes of Hobie's skin, his forehead <laughs> matched my boots, so I was very matchy and I really liked that whole look. What about you
0: yeah um i I enjoyed your outfits, and you got a lot of compliments from that, and that was very fun um I I didn't go all out as you did. Um, I mostly just wore like t-shirts. I'd have to say, actually, I really enjoyed the BT21 t-shirt that I got from Hot Topic just because like those are really soft. They're like much higher quality than I was expecting them to be. Um, so those are some of my favorite shirts now. Um, but I also liked matching and doing the whole mic drop thing. That was really fun to match and everything like that. So that was cool. Um, so then my next question is two parts. And it's your favorite BTS outfit, and that's as a group, like your favorite look that they had, like during which songs, what outfits were they wearing, and then your favorite like if you, if there's any difference, like, what someone was wearing, like, individually. Like, was there an outfit that stood out, like, individually apart from that on a certain member of the group or anything? So, in general, what were your favorite, like, what was your favorite set of outfits?
1: Hands down the Dior outfits.
0: Yeah, I knew it was going to be that.
1: <laughs> Hobie's Dior outfit is my favorite. But I will have a, well, tied for first place. But only night one of LA, Jimin in fake love because he did not have an undershirt on under his very flowy shirt, pajama top shirt. And he basically should have just taken his shirt off. Um, But only the first night because he had an undershirt on the rest of the night or the rest of the concerts. Um, But the Dior outfits, because they're just so different. All the other outfits obviously were really cool but they've had more elaborate outfits in the past we definitely in depth <laughs> discussed about those for the love yourself soul movie <laughs> um, uh choker gate but these were very just like on par with a lot of their outfits that you know we've seen before and they're they were a lot more casual um i really did like the white outfits too but the dior outfits were just so different and they had a lot of detail it just sucks they wore them for such a short time. Yeah, those were my favorite.
0: I mean, I totally agree with you. It's Dior. I definitely think Hobi's outfit too especially stands out for that song as well in terms of as a collective. I really like that. Um and then in terms of I don't individually, I really like RM in the pink jacket during kind of like the best of me section of the concert. And I really love their outfits in Fake Love, too. I also just love, like, the harnesses and the darker colors and stuff like that. So those would be, like, my favorite outfits of the show. But all in all, they had great outfits throughout. Okay, so this one I put in just for you, Molly. What was your favorite hairstyle of them all from individually? Like, who had the best hair during the Speak Yourself, Love Yourself tour? Who had the best hair? I mean, yeah. like, hair st- like overall, you know, like, you are the one who loves hair so much. <laughs> but, I,
1: okay, I don't love hair so much. I just think that they look different with different types of hairstyles. I mean, I'm obviously going to say Hobie because my love for him. Okay, and- outside of your bias. Well, to be honest, I wasn't focused on their hair in this concert because I had, there was so much other stuff going on, which is weird that like, I didn't care what their hair looked like. And then because so much like changed, Jen dyed his hair later. Oh, well, I guess we got black hair Jimin back. So that was, that was like the biggest thing is that night one of LA, Jimin had dyed his hair back to black. And that was like, that was probably the biggest thing. And that was just like a big shock um, to everybody because people had been wanting that for a long time. And I know I did. So I guess, I guess Jimin, because he, he really was the only one that was like super, super different during our tour experience. Cause then later Jen went pink or purple or purple. Um, but that was later and not during our tour experience.
0: Yes, I would have to say for me, it was RM because when they like I remember like it was either night one or night two of L.A. And I think we both looked at each other, but he like came up on the screen, the big screen, and I was just like his hair looks so good because it was kind of like that, like honey, blonde but brown and it was like the length was like really good it was like short but like I don't know I was just like I don't know that I feel that RM's looked any better than this and like his hair to me was just like so on point it was like my favorite hair color and hairstyle on him and I just wanted to mention it because I really appreciated it (laughs) okay so moving on this one's fun. I was gonna say, um, did you have a blackout song? A song that you uh can't remember at all because I do.
1: Yes, and it's not Dionysus. <laughs> <laughs> um No, I remember I, I really
0: don't. I know I was talking and I like this is just for me to be able to share this, I think, but like I think it was like New York night one. I have no recollection. Of best of me, and I don't know why. I was like, I had forgotten that they even did that. Like the next night, I was like, why don't I have any memories of them doing this song? Like I left the planet during that one. Well, I actually, I guess I
1: would say during soundcheck, we um we will fix our mistake from before. We said they did so what because we couldn't re- remember they did best of me they didn't do so what they did best of me oh. <laughs> I remember it later because I remember I almost started crying because like Hobie was really close and I was like singing to him like you've got the best of me so they did best of me at soundcheck I remembered it later but during soundcheck and right after obviously I did forget that but the rest of it um I did not black out in any of them maybe the first After the first night, I was just like, what just happened? But then after the second night, I got it down for the rest of the concerts. Like, I knew what was coming. But yeah, I guess I would just say during Soundcheck, because we were like, wait, what songs did they do? And we literally, like, walked out of Soundcheck and recorded, and we couldn't remember what just happened.
0: Yeah, I remember, like, didn't Hannah say, like, Ampan Man? I'm like, no, they didn't perform that. But, or did they? But they did. (laughs) Wait, never mind. I don't know. Maybe she said mic drop. Look, we're all messed up. That was a whole blackout experience. Except for all I remember of that is like eyeballs, these eyes. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So my next song is, what do you think in general was like the crowd favorite song? Like, what do you think that like the crowd lost their mind on the most?
1: I don't know. I I think it was different in every stadium, to be honest. Definitely mic drop. People went crazy for um and then the medley whenever when they do Bepsay. but I, I I feel like it was a little different because every crowd was was biased differently or like more heavily biased towards certain people there were some nights that Jimin got bigger tears and then tay and so I don't know I either Dionysus because it was the very first song or maybe wings I really don't
0: know I have no idea. I'm gonna say (laughs) everything. I have no data to give you on Dionysus, so I have no reports for that. I cannot tell you what happened because that's probably my other blackout song, um, which I still feel like I never actually saw them perform. I think Mike Drop is another blackout song for me, and in the sense of like I wasn't really watching them; I was just in my own like thing. Which okay, in terms of crowd favorites, I'd say like. I do think I agree with you that it was different. I feel like Idol Night 2 of New York was, like, crazy. I really, that just, like, stands out to me. And then, like you said, Bap everybody would always go, like, crazy. And mic drop, people would go crazy for that, too. And then, like, just in terms of crowd participation, it's always fun to, like, do fake love. Because everyone's always, like, so loud when they do, like, the echoing part. Like, fake love. Fake love! You know, so... That was, like, a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I, it obviously, it stays so energetic throughout the whole thing. And, yeah, there are little differences here and there. Especially, like, I feel like I saw it throughout Singularity for V. That's a song yeah. that I feel like the crowd would go differently every single time. That And also, um, Serendipity for Jimin was always a favorite because his shirt was always billowing up. <laughs> and people were just <laughs> always screaming for that. So, but the, how could he do that? It's like bubbles and innocence, but then also my shirt's flying off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jimin, Jimin, Jimin. Okay. So my next question is what was the most BTS song that they performed like in the most BTS way? And I have two categories for this. Like what was the silly BTS song? What was their silliest? Like we're BTS and we're silly. You know, they have that side. And then what was like, we're BTS and we're hot. Like, <laughs> which songs do you feel like fit the most BTSness of them all? Oh, that's easy. Unpun
1: Man for every single one. Because they had their bouncy castles and were just ridiculous. And then for the other one, I would probably say either Dionysus or Fake Love.
0: Yeah. I would probably say Fake Love for, like, the most, like, we're BTS and we're doing it and you're like these guys you know um and then i would say yeah Amp and man for sure they're always so silly on their like when the first night when like they came out with the bouncy house we're like are you kidding me like <laughs> they're so ridiculous and also sugar like twerking during apan man like oh, just the best sugar <laughs> twerking Ugh. okay so, this one also is sort of for me, just to be able to say something, but um, this category is most deja vu song, and this is song that made you feel like at another artist's concert or reminding you of another artist. <laughs> I just have a story that I want to tell. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pass
1: on this question, and you just go ahead and tell your story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me, like, skew these questions. Song that made you feel most like Erica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to say this. So, like, there, I don't really compare um, BTS that much to In Sync. <laughs> Except for every episode. Okay. I'm a casual fan. I'm a casual fan. <laughs> I don't really think they'd sound that much like In Sync. You know, there's aspects of them that I think that they have that are similar, like the dancing, the performance, like the showmanship. But they don't sound like them, but they're, when I was at, at the concert and I heard them live doing so what, actually doing so what, <laughs> there's a part in the song that has these harmonies and it sounds so much like In Sync, and I was like, oh my gosh. So that made me like love that song in a different way because like, it gets the part like in the middle where it's like ooh, ooh. okay, I don't sound anything like it, but <laughs> it kinda like the beats sort are of, like drops and they go into that. And I'm just saying that for any of my in sync fans that are listening out there that like you have to tell me, do you think that best of me is their most in sync sounding song? So let's talk about it. And I just wanted to talk about it on here. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, you you and you and Sarah can talk about that in your spare time because <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't even know. That's I, I really love that you made that connection though, because I definitely did not and would not have even like remotely thought about that.
0: <laughs> well, and sync is all about the harmonies and BTS doesn't like really focus on that. That's like that not their main thing. But when they got there, I was like, Oh, well just blow me down knock me over because these harmonies are giving me life okay so next question is what was to you the most surprising performance like surprising song like in terms of like everything like what did anything like surprise you about like the production or the way that they did it or you know something like that what was like kind of like caught you a little bit off guard like oh wow like I wasn't expecting that Nothing that
1: they actually did during any of the songs, but um, that they did Outro Wings. That was probably the most surprising song in the set list. They changed everything up. Um, We didn't know how they were going to do with like Map of the Soul coming out, um, what songs they were going to put in the set list. That was probably the most fun thing um, about LA Night One is not knowing what was happening. Um, I think we kind of knew that... Oh, wait, well, here, we'll get into that. They they were going to do all their solo things, um, or all their solo songs, but we didn't know, like, what other songs they were going to do. So, really, the most surprising was when they did Wings, because that's such an older song, and it wasn't in the mashup of songs or whatever. They did, like, the whole song. But now I'm thinking about it. um, I guess Jungkook flying was, like, the most surprising thing, because, like, the sets were on another level for every single song but he like he had no set he had no he just had like the little vcrs in the background on the screens and stuff um but then he flew and i think that was like (laughs) he was literally chained to a thing like flying over our head so i think i guess that was probably the most, like, holy crap,
0: what is happening thing for me? Yeah, like, I was, one, I was surprised that Dionysus was the first song, and that obviously uh, slapped me back to 1978. (laughs) I don't even know. I was, I was, I don't even know. Um, So that surprised me, first of all. I knew they were going to do Dionysus. I just wasn't expecting it out the gate. And Mm -hmm. that really messed me up. Um, Wings also did surprise me. Even Not Today surprised me. I didn't think they were going to do that. I would have to say Microcosmos surprised me. I didn't think they were going to do that song. I mean, it makes sense that they would, but I don't know why I didn't think that they were going to do it. I don't know why. Like, it makes so much sense now after the fact. I'm like, duh. But, like, at the time, I didn't think. And then, yeah, I totally agree with you. Jungkook, Flying my mouth was on (laughs) the floor. Like when he loaded up and I was like, What's this harness? And then he just <laughs> flew. <laughs> he just woo! And like, okay, I've seen artists like at other concerts. Oh, another deja vu moment moment, right? No. <laughs> but I've seen artists at other concerts kind of do like a thing in the crowd. For instance, in sync back in the day, did all get on harnesses and they all kind of like flew out above the crowd, right? And Taylor Swift kind of like gets on like a little like Stand thing or whatever like a bubble thing and she kind of like floats above the crowd too but I've never seen anybody do it with like such carelessness and what I mean carelessness is like such like lack of like caring about like feeling like safety you know as like Jungkook did and I don't mean like he was unsafe but he like you can tell he's like free you know what I mean he like had that little like strap on him and he was like let's go and they were just like whipping him around that stadium and he was just like all over the place flying with the wind it was incredible and so I've seen people do it but it's very like slow and it's very much like okay we're floating you know what I mean but he was just like spin me around you're like a yo-yo you know like let's go and that was incredible
1: yeah and then like by night two of New York he was like one hand on the pole like hanging (laughs) off of it and like the first night maybe he was a little bit more um cautious but then like every single concert it was like I thought he was gonna like jump into the crowd or something like he's just like free and like yeah like not carelessness like you said but like Like, very just like
0: carefree carefree
1: yes like not careless
0: but carefree yes
1: carefree like and we know from like run bts episodes and stuff like he's a little daredevil and he's an adrenaline junkie and um there's an episode where they they have to bungee jump and he's like he cannot wait to do it and all the other guys are like i don't know i'm scared and he gets up there and like jumps off immediately and then he gets off he's like can i do it again um so he obviously would be the one out of all of them to fly but it just like he had so much fun doing it and i think that that what made me happy. Like I was scared every time he got on this thing. Yeah. Um, but like he looked so happy. Oh, he night two of Chicago or the night it rained, he did not get on it. Um, which I thought was was a good call on their part. Um uh, <laughs> but it was really cool that he didn't because he did like some little added choreography and like he he had fun with it and he was like dancing in the rain and like splashing in puddles and stuff. Um, cause it was full on raining the entire time. Um, uh, but they didn't let him get on it the night it was raining, which, um, which I'm really glad that they did. Cause I, I know he would, was like, I don't care. I'll get on it. But, um, good call. Big hit for not letting him <laughs> get on. It,
0: I no, I was thought about that too. I was really nervous on, on the Chicago night about that. I'm like, he does not need to be up there. And so you're right. He did do the little extra choreography. And I love like the way that Jungkook does like little, like spins, when he's, like, just, like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's kind of like the care, carefree thing, too. Like, he just does, like, a little spin. Like, I'm so happy. I don't know. I can't explain it. Also, why in Chicago did they perform in the pouring rain but, like, never get wet? I don't know. They're, like, very special and magical. Um, <laughs> he was, like, out there. And it's, like, not a drop hit, Jungkook. Like, what the heck? Um we just, look like brown rats. I know. I'm like, uh, something here isn't right, because there's no covering. It's not like they were like under anything. It was like they were out in the same rain as we were, but like they're just made out of special like <laughs> materials that we aren't. <laughs> um, the other thing I was gonna say about like Jungkook, when you were talking about that, all I can like see in my head is him like arching his back. Like the yeah. way I think about it is like. Think of ballroom dancing and like if someone yes. was like to dip a woman, like that's what he was doing, like one-handed on these, like this little like rope. Oh like he was in Coyote Ugly or something. I don't know, but <laughs> H2O, heck no. Okay, um so moving on. Um I wanted to ask, because this is the tour that came out right after Map of the Soul Persona, and there was a lot of anticipation and wondering, like, what songs are they going to do from the album? I was going to ask you, what was your favorite song off of the new album that they did? Probably Make It Right,
1: just because I, I loved that song, and I wanted to see it live. We had seen either that or Dionysus, just because we, I don't know, Boy With Love was so saturated by that point with all the the comeback shows and stuff we had seen the music video and then they were on all the their comeback shows and we had seen the choreography like a hundred times um it was so fun to see it live either make it right or Dionysus just because make it right one of my favorite songs on the album um and Dionysus because I really wanted to see that choreography in person it was just cool because they it, it like set the precedent for the rest of the show they started it with Dionysus it's like really hype song um even though Erica cried the first night um
0: but (laughs) 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 yeah I'd have to say uh Microcosmos and um Dionysus probably Um, Again, I never really got to see Dionysus, and what I mean mean by that is, like, they're so far back in the stage that, honestly, unless you're, like, really centered and, like, maybe elevated, you probably can't really see them, like, actually. Obviously, you can see, like, the video performance of it on the screens, but you can't, like, really see them, and also, I was crying, but um, I really enjoyed Dionysus, and it really set off the concert in a good way, and, like... I just I don't know, I just like love dancing to it and everything. And then obviously I'm gonna talk about Microcosmos um later on, but like it it on the album, as you can probably listen to our review of the album, it wasn't like my most favorite of the listening sessions. It might have been my least favorite song, and that definitely changed after the concert. So um the next thing is now this is not about us picking guys you know or picking favorites or anything but i wanted to ask what do you what was your favorite solo song outside of your bias which solo song did you like the best
1: either euphoria or serendipity cuz i like the choreography to both of those and i really liked jimin's whole like theme with his bubble and everything and i just thought i love watching jimin dance Um, I figured this out the other day is I have, um, some unofficial photo cards that I made myself and I have a lot of Jimin, but there a lot of them or the majority of them are photos of him, like performing. He just has like these beautiful lines and he's such a great performer. And like, he's so captivating to watch and I love watching him dance so I would say Serendipity or, or Euphoria. Just I love that song so much with Jungkook flying and, like, the whole, the whole set and everything. Oh, crap. Epiphany was good, too.
0: Yeah, it's really hard. Like, these are the questions that are super hard because, like, I loved it all. And they all brought something different to the stage. And I just, like, look forward to seeing every single song on the set list, solo, group, everything. But if I had to really choose... Um, if you hold a water cannon to my head, um, I'd say for me it was just dance with J Hope. I really feel like he just like set the concert off. I feel like there's just so much into like the production of it, like the dancers and just like the water cannons and the confetti and everything. And I love like the crowd, like it just lent itself really well to being able to chant and to be able to have that crowd participation. And it's just mm-hmm. such good energy and the dancing. Like it just, I obviously looked forward to all theirs every single night, but like that song, I just really just like, I just loved it.
1: Me too. But you told me I couldn't pick that one. So <laughs> no, I know.
0: I know. Cause I knew. You. <laughs> okay. So they didn't really sing many slow songs at all. But I was going to ask, what was your favorite slow song of the concert? Make it
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, I really, I just, I love that song so much. I love, and I love Hobie's vocals in it. And getting to hear him just sing that live. And that's like one of my favorite lines of hit. Like his verse in that song is one of my favorites Um, that he does. And so getting to hear that and see that live is I, I loved it.
0: I think my favorite was Epiphany. I really liked seeing Jin on the piano, and I was always waiting in, you know, in anticipation um, with bated breath for the high note at the very end when you know he does his dramatic walk up the stairs and his look with his pouty lips, and then he hits that high note. And let me tell you guys too, BTS—they do everything so well. But they sing live. They do all this live. And I know some people are like, okay, whatever. But, like, sing, singing live nowadays is, like, not as common of a thing. And, like, I'm a Britney Spears fan, so I know when I'm going to a concert, I'm getting Britney Spears a la cassette tape, you know? <laughs> I'm getting, like, not Britney here. I'm getting Britney with autotune in a studio, you know? And so they were hitting all these notes live, just as good, sometimes even better than their albums. And it's amazing and incredible. They're giving you like a three hour show. And they're hitting these notes and they're doing it flawlessly. Um But this was like very much a highlight just seeing him do that. And I just like every time I'm like, OK, it was just like so fantastic. So I think out of slow songs, um that was like one of my absolute faves.
1: Well, let me um, add, I forgot about The Truth Untold, which is one of my favorite songs. And one of the only BTS songs I know every word to, but it's just the vocal line. So I was trying to do like an OT7 song, but I love Truth Untold. And just to attest to them live, um, there were, I was talking to somebody and um, they were showing somebody a video or something of them live or like somebody's mom was there. I don't know. And they're like, wait, is this like a track? And they're like, no, this they're singing live. And a lot of people don't think they can sound that good live. Um, But there were a couple nights that Jimin sounded like a thousand times better than I've ever heard him sound on an album. And he was live. Um, Jungkook, Jungkook and Jin live are just something to experience. Um, how Junk Hook's ad libs in songs. Uh he he's just so musically talented and his voice is so stable. That's another thing with him flying. Like he was singing live while he's flying up in the air and he was so stable and doing these ad libs and um like during Truth Untold how they harmonize and it four different, very different voices. Um it yeah, Truth Untold is is
0: amazing live too. Yeah. They're smooth. Like I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, this is really them singing. It's they're so talented and so like hardworking and incredibly refined at their craft. And I just love them so much. Okay. So I'm this, I'm going to get to favorite fast song, but before I do that, I want to give a chance for some other songs. And that is what was your favorite? section of the concert. So basically an outfit changes worth of you know songs. Like there were a few different sections. What was your favorite section?
1: Um I don't know if I can accurately answer
0: <laughs> that
1: one. Um I really like the medley stuff that they do. That's just like a really fun section. Um I don't know. I can't answer that one because I liked, I liked all of it. So
0: So for me, I love the whole concert, but my absolute favorite section of the concert was when they did the medley dope, that's fire and went into idol. Like just the energy of like all of those songs and just like the crowd and just like how hype. like for me, that was when I felt like it was like army time in a sense. It was like, everybody into all of those songs and like it was like a party and i just felt like it was so much fun during like those sections like every single time at every concert i looked forward to that in terms of like a crowd participation sort of thing it's just like all of us like just living our lives and like getting it and those are like some of my all-time favorite songs like dope bap Say fire idol and obviously you guys know mic drop which comes later on but like those are like i love them so much and i just like I would just bleed for them in those moments. Um, <laughs> so I would say that, but um, each like section of concert had its like own vibe. And so it was really fun and everything. And I also love like the ending part. Like it was always sad, but like it was also like they really wrapped things up really well, but it wasn't my favorite. Cause that meant it was like about to be over. So I'd say definitely dope bap safe fire idol was my fave section. Okay, so now we're gonna get into this. What was your favorite fast song?
1: I think I might say idol um I was rewatching my some of my fan cams last night and I got some really good video of idol and after the end of the year award shows and they performed Idol so many times, like I never got tired of seeing that production. um I love the song, I love the choreography and I loved how they did it in the concert. Um, the first night, this was one of those surprising things, I guess, when they they end it and they do their little spin and they're supposed to sit down and they didn't sit down. And then the lights go red and all the army bombs like turn color. And then it's just the beat to idle in the background. And then they're jumping around and then there's streamers going everywhere. And it's just like a big party. And then they continue and then they go they were doing all this on that extended stage at the end of the medley and then they like dance up to the main stage and then they do like the full-on idol choreography up on the main stage and i just i love the choreography i just think it's such like a statement from them because they did it all at the end of the year award shows this year um or this past year that was like such a big part of like our army experience like we had just started the podcast and then all the emotions that went on with it and all the awards they won and all their day sings they won and um, just like all the recognition they got this year. And like Idol was a part of that and these huge stages at Mama. Um, and I just feel like Idol is like a big part of my army life. Um, so getting to see that, I was really excited because that's one thing I was really sad about is that I wasn't ever going to get to see Idol live with like the Love Yourself tour. So I'm really glad they kept that on there and that they actually like did the choreography, at least, like, the main, the main portion of it, um, and then, obviously, mic drop, so,
0: what about you? Yeah, I agree, um, I kind of, this is why I had the two, like, the things, the section versus, like, the song, because I'm, like, uh, my section was Dope, Babs, say Fire, Idol, but, you know, how can I not put mic drop into this, um, even though, like I said, I don't know how much of the performance I was actually even watching, because I just, was losing my mind um but yeah so I'd say it was either between that or Idol like again New York Night 2 the Idol performance was like my favorite probably the one I remember the most like the actual song and like the feeling I just like loved it but in general my Drop still my all-time favorite song forever and ever and I love it and like that's I know we got into being Army around a certain time and around idle time. But for me, I kind of started liking BTS with "Mic Drop," So I think that's also why it has like special sentimental value to me too. Um, So that actually kind of gets me to move into the next one, which is what were your favorite, like dance moves? Like if, was there a specific like dance move that you saw them do like sugar twerking or was there a favorite choreography for a song or anything?
1: No, I have no idea. I mean, cause I'd seen a lot of that choreography before. So other, I mean, the Bapse hip thrusts, I mean, there's no other better choreography than that. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that was probably when the crowd lost their minds the most, actually, if we really think about it is like during the Bapse hip thrusts. Also mic drop, uh, body rolls are always a fave. And, um, Like I said, Sugar Twerking, whenever he would do it, was a favorite. Okay, so moving forward, um, this is an interesting question that I have a lot to say about. Um, Songs that have a new meaning to you after the concert?
1: The main one would be Microcosmos, because as we both said, just listening to it, um, it didn't stand out as much as some of the other songs, like lyrically to me. just listening to it, but after experiencing it at the concert and the meaning that they put behind it um, and then changing Love Yourself answer to Microcosmos being like the ending song um, and then saying like "We're their stars and where their their universe like it just makes that song so much more special. And like I cry every time I hear it now and beforehand I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a nice song and a nice melody and like it's really calming and soothing but now i'm just like sobbing every time i hear it and um just picturing like looking around at everyone in the stadiums and like it looking like a galaxy and like the universe how they change the color of the army bombs and everything um was a really really special thing what about you
0: um i totally agree with you on microcosmos microcosmos that obviously like I said it was like probably my least favorite song or one of my least favorite songs on the album and now it's just like my ringtone for things and everything like that it's just like embedded in whatever with certain memories um I would say actually serendipity actually has a new meaning like I don't know that I actually had like any sort of like Emotion or anything like associated with it. But my boyfriend who attended most of the concerts, just like not Chicago with me, um, he told me one night, maybe it was the second night, he's like, You know, this song kind of makes me think of you. Maybe it was actually in New York, he told me this. He's like, This song makes me think of you. And he's like, I like it. He's like, Cause it kind of just reminds me of you. He's like, I just think sometimes you can be like, too much of a perfectionist and you can like be too critical of yourself and he's like and I just want to love you you know he's like and so like that kind of like took on a different meaning for me and like we'd hold our hold hands during that song and stuff like that and um it just like means a lot to me now in terms of like our relationship so like I think that one's like really cute and um I'd say that's probably like those two are like the major ones that like have a different meaning to me
1: That's so cute. I I love that he makes those connections though. And that's like, that's why I get really angry sometimes when, um, people talk about like BTS fans and say they're like 14 year old fangirls. I want them to look at your fiance and be like, he's definitely not a 14 year old fangirl. He is the complete opposite of that. And he finds these connections like with their music and with their songs. And like, I know he likes a lot of their like hip hoppy stuff too. Um, but for him to, like, see that connection between serendipity and, like, how you are and to, like, put that together and him to actually, like, know what the lyrics mean and, like, he's not just, like, listening to the music because his girlfriend or his fiance or whatever listens to it. Like, because he actually genuinely enjoys it and he gets meaning out of the songs, too. It just... I don't know, it just makes me really happy because there's a lot of guys that do like their music and do like BTS and um it's not just fangirls that think they're cute, like their their songs have meaning and, and have a purpose. And um yeah, so I'm I'm really happy that um you shared that. Thank you. Aw,
0: and I guess this helps with the Slytherin thing. It's like, oh, him in the green. And the other the only slytherin member, this song reminds me of you <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, um I don't know how I wrote this as member standout songs, but I don't know how to ask this, but I know how I want to answer this. <laughs> I was gonna say, were there any songs that individual members, but they were like group songs that like they really stood out to you? So besides their solo songs, Was there a song that, like, a certain member took the reins on that you really, like, noticed? Mm. I don't know. This is where all my, like, specifics are
1: just going to... I have no idea. Because I focused on Hobie a lot in (laughs) whenever I could. And I just... I love to watch him perform. Because he... When they're doing songs that don't have choreography, he still is dancing, like, actual dances. Like wild jimin is just like thrashing about and not really doing any kind of like actual dances but um hobie is actually doing like dance moves and he's like doing his own, having his own little like choreography off to the side so i focused on him a lot um during a lot of the songs um I don't know. Maybe there's maybe a couple that, that RM stood out to me in Chicago. Uh, he came to our corner on the first night a lot and just seeing him like get into it. Cause he, you know, he's not like a main dancer, um, but to see him like get into some of the songs, like when other members are singing and like when there's no choreography and him to make up his own little dance moves was really fun. Um, But, I mean, I can't really, I would have to go through my videos and, like, see if I caught anything to, like, really remember any specifics. So, for me,
0: Night Over Night, it was Hobie's performance in, and I'm not talking about solo songs, but in Outro tier. And that's not a song that, like, it's a song, you know, I liked, but it didn't really, like, stand out to me. But, like, over the course of us doing the experience, it really, like really jumped out to me. And, like, especially when he just, like, breaks it down. I'm like, you know, this may be my favorite favorite verse of his of all time. I really like his mic drop verse, too. No, but I really loved his performance during Outro Tier, and that's actually become one of my favorite songs since the concert, too. And it's because of, like, how much passion he, like, really poured into his verse. And Mm -hmm. I know that Twitter was eating it up. Like, his fan cams on that song went crazy. And it's just, like... Every time I see it, I'm just, like, appreciative of him because I feel like he doesn't get a lot of, like, shine or credit as much as maybe he should sometimes. And, like, when you just see him just, like, laying it all on the line during that, I just, like, love it. And just, like, to know that he entered the group not being a rapper and then just to see that right there, I don't know. I just – that was my – one of my favorite parts of the concert overall
1: mind to anything he did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually I actually have another answer to add to like the favorite dance moves. Okay, so this is just like a little dance move, but I noticed that RM, like, RM has like a default dance move, and it's him kind of like rocking from like foot to foot, like, but like swaying his hips, like, I don't, I can't explain it, but he like sways his hips to like the beat, and it's like, uh, 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 and he like rocks his like feet, and he he did that every show and so like he especially does it during like Best of Me um but he does it during like a lot of songs like and he's done it more than just like this concert too and i just would love whenever he would do that so i'd look at arm and be like yep he's doing this little move and i love his move he just it was my favorite so i just wanted to like a more i just wanted to put that in our podcast okay so now we're going
1: well wait i have to send you um my video of that because i night two night one of chicago i like it looks like he's like five feet in front of me doing that move and I have him doing that in his pink coat. So I will have to send you that. Oh, okay. Yes, please.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And okay. So we're getting down to the end of this, but, um, before we do, who do you think had the most improved English? Hobie, 100%.
1: He spoke English the entire time. He did not speak in Korean. No, I take that back. The first night, he one of his mints he spoke all English, and then one of them he did a little bit in. Wait, or was that Jungkook? I don't remember. But no, Hobie because he usually does. He usually just says like I'm your hope, you're my hope, I'm J hope in English, and he'll say like a handful of little phrases. But this time he said every single thing in English. Um, and then I know the first night Jungkook did s- say his ending meant in Korean, um, the very first part of it, he said in English and then like he finished it in Korean. Um, but then every other night he spoke English, um, but just because Hobie did it every night, I would say, um, but they all have improved so much, um, t- <laughs> Tae was the cutest just because he was trying so hard and he like you you could tell more he memorized what he was going to be saying. And Hobie's felt a little more natural um, of what he was saying versus like him memorizing it. He seemed to like understand what he was saying. Um, And same with Jungkook. I think he he sings a lot more in English. Um, so I think he understands a little bit more, but he seemed like, I don't know. He, Jimin spoke a lot too, and good old, good old Yoongi and Jin just, and I think they under, those two, I think, understand English more than anyone else other than RM, but they won't speak it. And then the other, the rest of the guys are like, nope, I want to learn how to speak English. And, um, It just it made me happy that they were all trying so hard and that they learned even like the stuff that they did learn, even if they did just memorize what they were saying or whatever. Um, But Tay telling like little stories and stuff in English just made me so happy. And um, I just said Hobie because he spoke all in English every night um, and he he didn't say anything in Korean.
0: Yeah, overall, they all did. I was like, that actually is one of the things that surprised me the most is like how much English, like I was not ready for it. And I was just like, so shocked. And I was like, they have really improved, like just across the board. And I just felt like it just hit my heart. And I think that's like, just knowing that they're taking the effort to do it, like just meant a lot. Um and um but in terms of from my own perspective, I felt like Jimin actually was the most improved just because I felt like he and V were like the worst before, like the absolute worst before. And like they always seemed to in interviews just like really like their eyes glaze over. Like Hobie was always like trying to like participate where he could and like would say things even if he wasn't saying like complete sentences. But like V and Jimin would just like look at each other or just be like not on the same planet. And so I was really like surprised by how much they were saying and then the reason I put Jimin ahead of V is for the reason that you said I felt like he V kind of had memorized things like oh tell me how to say this and kind of like memorized his statement you know mm-hmm. but I felt like Jimin who had memorized things before you remember like the Grammy Bantan Bomb where it was like um um what how do I say this how do I do this and he couldn't forget he's like I'll just say ARMY you know I feel like he actually was like saying actual things and like he would even correct himself which meant he wasn't just saying a memorized like statement he was actually like learning like the syntax and grammar and stuff like that and I was like so impressed because Jimin wasn't really saying anything before and then now he was actually like saying that and I was just like so like taken aback so like Jimin really impressed me with that but they all across the board spoke well, except for maybe Sugar, but, <laughs> and, and Jen, like you said, um, Sugar like did not, he would, he would just say, um, but <laughs> that's about the extent of his English. But like you said, I feel like he understands it a lot too. He just doesn't speak it. Um, this actually goes into the next thing I was going to say, were there any catch phrases that they said a lot or any inside like jokes?
1: I don't really remember. Other than the, shi- the Chai Town makes some noise, like that just stuck out to me because it was Jungkook that did it, and it was so funny. And he kept doing it, and kept doing it, and kept doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just like came out of nowhere because he didn't do it in LA, and then all of a in Chicago he just started doing it. Um, and then he even did it in New Jersey. New Jersey makes some. <laughs> So, um, um, and then, um, I'm just trying to say it as fast as he did. Um, and then also they did that Halsey thing that I want it. (laughs)
1: I'm trying to remember when that started. They didn't do that the first night in LA. Yeah.
0: They didn't do the first night. I don't even know if they did it in LA at all, but I think it, I think, yeah, I think everything just got weird in Chicago. I think it might've started (laughs) in Chicago too. Yeah, in Chicago they did that. They also did the football intermission and then in which they later changed to Hogwarts in London, if you watched like the London thing. Yeah, I think those were like pretty much it for like the inside jokes or catchphrases or any like sort of silly things that they did. Also, Jen would say, Love you three thousand army, and that was like kind of following up after Avengers Endgame. So he was saying some stuff from the movie. So like that was like a sort of inside joke too. Okay, so now we're getting to like the end. Only a couple more questions. One of them is, what was your overall favorite song? If you could pick one song, one performance, one thing, what was your favorite isolated song? Um, I don't know
1: if I can answer that. Because it was, it would have been, it was different
0: in every concert. Okay, well then, say some of the ones from specific concerts.
1: (sighs) I really don't know. Because I, all the, I really enjoy all of the songs that they performed. Um, And a lot of them, I never thought I would get to see live. Um, So I definitely would have Idol in there. I'm just going to say two. I'm going to say Idol and Just Dance. Because I love watching Hobie perform. Um, and I love the meaning behind Just Dance. And I liked his set a lot. And I just, I liked the whole flow of his his performance. Um, and then Idol is one that I'd always wanted to see. <laughs> always, my, my entire life. My entire, like, six months I've <laughs> been in an army. Um, Idol is one that I had wanted to see and that I was disappointed as I said before that I was never going to get to see and I feel like I could watch them perform idol over and over and over what about you
0: yeah um I'd say like LA day one was Dionysus (laughs) um day two was Microcosmos and I think across the whole thing probably Microcosmos um and then I would say idol for day two New York I always, like, remember that. And then I can't, like, for, like, for New York Day 1 and Chicago, I don't really have, like, a specific, like, song memory. I do remember for Chicago, because we were, like, up close near, like, the main stage. I remember, like, at the end when they were kind of, like, walking. So probably more, like, around, make it, mm, Microcosmos, probably. Um, I remember that. And them just being up there and, like, feeling, like, so close to them and, like, waving and feeling like they could see me. I don't know that they could. But, like, I remember that being kind of, like, special whenever they were, like, up near there. Um, And I really remember Boy With Love from there and everything. But, yeah, it's all kind of, like, a big blur. Okay. So, overall, which individual concert was your favorite? Chicago Night One, I think.
1: Because that was the first time I was on the floor and it was, I had an unobstructed view. (laughs) No, I'm going to say Chicago night one and New York night two, just because I like, I actually, I was wild gymming that night (laughs) and was jumping and dancing and screaming and sweating and I was into like the entire time Um, and, and New York night too. I did not film anything. I think I'd said that before in our other episode that we talked about a little bit about it that night. I just enjoyed the concert. So I think honestly, that's probably the one I remember the most just because I wasn't trying to like record stuff. I wasn't trying to be like, Oh, I need to like capture this moment. I was just in the moment that was really fun to be able to experience it that way and not try to, except for now I, I go back and I'm like, man, I wish I had a video of that. Um, And I don't, but <laughs> that was just fun to experience that without looking through my camera and being like, oh, I need to find my phone. Oh, is my phone dying? And like worrying about recording and people in the way and all that stuff and just being able to like enjoy the entire experience. What was
0: yours? Yeah. My favorites were the first one. um, Just because like, it's, I didn't know what to expect. It was just like a completely brand new experience. I couldn't believe that I was like, seeing them actually, it was the most emotional one for me. um, Obviously. (laughs) And it was just like, incredible it was the best show ever it was everything I had dreamed of and more and I just like was so delighted and surprised and just it was incredible I mean obviously every night it was but like the first time there's like just nothing like the first time and then the I also really enjoyed the last show for all the reasons that you said um because I knew it was the last show I was more present to it and I just was like more into it I didn't feel like I I think I was like pacing myself through all the other ones because I was like, you know, I have a lot of concerts to get through, a lot of travel to do. So I was kind of like holding back a little bit. But for the last show, it's like I don't have to hold back anymore. And um, so I was just like just really super into it the whole time and just really trying to savor it and just take it all in. And um, so it was like special for that reason. But if I had to pick between the two, I'd actually probably pick the first show. Um, over the second one just cuz it's a little bit sadder cuz it's the end and the first one was the beginning <laughs>
1: yeah uh, there there's some things that stick out about the first night to me too just like emotions wise but there was a rather taller person in front of me even though like how the stands were like you could see decent but she kind of blocked my no. view of the actual stage like i could see the um the screens pretty well but we were kind of we were to the far right. So we weren't like face on of the screens. And so it was a little, it was a little different. It was cool to see like the whole stadium and that, that night I enjoyed just kind of looking out at the crowd um, during everything and like watching the army bombs change color and all that stuff. Um, But there were some, just some little things on the first night that obstructed (laughs) my views and I was I was trying to record some things at night and missing I didn't get to record in without an undershirt and <laughs> uh, all that but the last night I just like I was so present that I remember
0: a lot more I feel like yeah and then I guess what I'll just do is fast forward to the last question because I don't really care about th- this other one I asked um and that's when years have passed And, you know, this concert is kind of like in the rear view mirror. What do you think you'll remember most about this experience?
1: All the people that I met and being able to meet the people that we had been talking to and formed friendships with and the experiences that I had with those people the actual concerts experience has already started to fade um, with remembering like what song was where and what did they do specifically here? And that stuff's just going to keep fading because honestly, that's not the important part. The important part was the whole experience and getting to share it with the people that I care about the most. And I think that's one of my favorite things about BTS is them bringing so many people together that have this common love, then we end up finding these things about each other that we're a lot more alike than we think and that we're not alone in a lot of the things that we're doing and going through. BTS is just that common denominator. And yes, their music is great. Their performances are great. The concerts were absolutely amazing. And I still can't believe I I saw them six times. But in 10 years, what I'm going to remember is us, freezing our butts off together in Chicago or walking around Times Square with my friends or, you know, the hot dogs that we got out of the trunk that I didn't get to get. Um, you know, those are the the experiences I'm going to remember are the, the things that BTS, the BTS concert brought us there but we had these experiences with the people that we care about the most in the world and those are the things I'm going to remember not the specifics of what happened at the concert and the songs they performed and I I mean I might remember that Dior outfit for a really long time but other than that like the the friendships and the people are are what I'm going to remember.
0: Yeah I mean I think I will look back on this fondly. It was a whirlwind. It was a dream come true, really, that I didn't think was possible or could even happen that soon. And like I said, when I was a teenager, I always wished I could be like those people who could go to multiple concerts and follow, you know, like a band around the country. And I didn't think that was like a possibility. And then to find myself in that situation, kind of accidentally, sort of, but Um, was so much fun to travel with my boyfriend and travel this way. Like, again, to be at a place in our lives where we could actually do that and do it at like a different level than we did before, and to have these like memories and share this with like him and also with friends. Um, and I think I'll always remember Dionysus and how that made me feel, and just like that overwhelming moment of like just disbelief and it hitting you too that you're seeing these people who have made such an impact in your life and like I can't even explain it like I wasn't expecting to react that way in that moment and it was just like a lot and like I said also with the timing with this with the passing away of my mom it just like felt like just such a gift to be there and like especially the first show that was just like very emotional but like in a good way and I just felt like I think I'll always like remember that because BTS has been a lot of what has gotten me like through this year and has given me a lot of happiness. And so to just have all of that like culminate in this. And I also think I'll remember it because like to be honest, this is like the end of like a stage or a phase or an era for us. Like things are about to change. You know, you're about to go to Korea. Like this kind of like marks like. A really big shift in your life, you know. And I also think it's the start of like maybe a different like phase in my life as well. So I think I'll always kind of remember that as kind of like the beginning of a new, you know, phase in my life and moving on to something like a little bit different and just like the ending, a really great ending to like a hard period. So I think that's what I'll look back and everything. And finally, to conclude all this, Would you do anything differently? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's a long, goes back a long way. And I would have already been saving money and I would have made sure I had enough money to stay in maybe a nicer place to get ubers to make sure we were well fed and well clothed and um definitely Chicago I would have triple checked the weather I double checked the weather and I had some warmer things but I still was not warm enough and I still don't think I'm over whatever I got in Chicago (laughs) sorry Jimin um buy me a sweater um but yeah, I honestly, no, I, I loved the experience that I had really the only thing I would have um, brought some mittens with me to Chicago because my hands were freezing. Um, everything else I mit- I probably could have dealt with in Chicago, um, but I could have used some actual mittens and not the, the socks that I bought to put on my hands because there were no mittens available. Um, But everything else I think I would have done exactly the same it was a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and I loved how it all played out and happened and
0: yeah yeah like there are definitely some things I would do differently but at the same time like you know, a lot of that contributed to the experience, and, like, I still had, like, a good time. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, like, oh, be born taller, um, but, um, besides, besides that, um, no, I mean, I, I had a good time, and I think some of those things differently are gonna come up if we ever buy tickets to another show, and, We'll probably touch on those points if we're recording a podcast about it. Um, I'd probably go into certain things differently. But, hey, had I not been, like, so impulsive, I probably wouldn't have gone to all these shows. And I think one of my biggest fears before going was, like, was I going to regret it? Was I going to get tired of seeing this, you know, show? Was I going to be like, I shouldn't have done that? And I totally didn't feel that way at all. I was like, man, you know, I could keep going. London, here I come. (laughs) Um, no I didn't go but you know I definitely don't regret it I'm glad that I had this experience always if I do it again I or they come around I probably will only go to like one city's worth of shows probably um, but I'm glad I was able to do it like this now and at such like a crucial point of us being ARMY you know and it will always be like this like foundation that we have and like you said with the friendships and the relationships and just like you know, just people who are so helpful and kind and having these memories with you that I can share because I don't know if we're ever going to even be able to go to a a show together again, you know? So that was, like, really important to me for us to at least share that since we, you know, both really dove into this together around the same time. So we'll always, like, at least have that even if the next time we go to shows, you know, won't be together. Um, And, yeah, so, yes, what I do some things differently yes but overall i'm glad that we did it the way that we did me too so we did it we finally spoke about speak yourself (laughs) (laughs) we finally spoke ourselves (laughs) we finally spoke ourselves and again i know this is like you you, you, you could either say it was long overdue or just over, or you're done, it's not relevant. But I just wanted to have something that like, again, in years, I can look back and be like, you know, I don't really remember that. And just to like, have this to like, listen to and be like, oh, yeah, that and oh, my gosh, ridiculous and everything. But like you said, the things that matter most, I think we're going to always keep with us, which are the friendships, the experiences, the bonding, the closeness, the seeing them in person, the emotions, everything like that. So we did it. Yay, we did it. Okay, so thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, Be sure, again, if you want to like share any of your experiences that you remember from the concert or that resonate with you with us, please do. We're available on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can email us. You can go to our website, btspod.com, and you can contact us through that. Um, Just take a look in our show notes for any place that you're listening to, and you can find a link to that there. Um, But we'd love to hear about what you're going to remember about these concerts. And, yeah, I think that's it. We love you guys. So, why say no when you can say, (gasps) BT? yes. 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 See you guys next time. Bye. (laughs)